Trials of Apollo, The Dark Prophecy, Chapter 29. Carrot peeling god. Tofu stir fry is so good, but Hi, I'm Ava. I'm Neve. And I'm Brayden. And this is Return to Camp Half-Blood, the English class that you always wanted. Where we analyze the Percy Jackson and Heroes of Olympus books through a new theme every week. The Tercys had talent for making friends. Half the crowd surged forward to kill him, the other half shouted they too wanted to kill him, and the first half should get out of their way. That's probably how you pronounce that word. Good job. Thank you. I would have no idea. There was a long dramatic pause that I will edit out. (laughs) Of me trying to decide how to pronounce it. uh, Or if I was going to dare. Um, But we did it. Yep. We accomplished it. Igboya. I think. I hope. If I recall, that's how they said it on the audiobook. Mm -hmm. So... If it's wrong, someone else fucked up. Exactly. It wasn't me. <laughs> Not my fault. Ava, Neve, how are we? Crazy and different. Um, I don't know. I, I'm I'm doing well. I am in my uh, new apartment post move in Chicago. It's super weird. Um, it's also really weird being on a different time zone. Um, I'm just my entire life. I've been on Eastern standard time. And like, I'm being dramatic. Like it's an hour difference. Um, but like whenever I like chat with anyone or even scheduling this episode, we were like, like this hour, your time or my time. Like, it was so weird. I've just never had to really deal with that. Um, but it's a really nice city. Um, I really like it. Um, yeah, I'm having a good time, but getting accustomed has been interesting. Went to a farmer's market this morning, though. Um, so that was super cool. Yeah. Me? I'm good. Um, also the same. It's crazy. We have moved and we are here. Um, but I've been having a lot of fun so far. And we also went to a farmer's market yesterday, though. It was very nice. Um, actually, it was like so much more robust than we were expecting. Same. We were expecting like just like a normal farmer's market. And there was like, we didn't even get to everything that was there. Um, but it's been fun so far. It's been fun to be um, back out on my own, uh, which is nice and not living in my family, in my childhood bedroom. <laughs> Always nice to not be there. And um, yeah, we found a good Irish bar in walking distance from our apartment, which is super important. Um, and we're very, it's very exciting. Very exciting. Looking for waitressing jobs, which is thrilling. Um, <laughs> but I always need more money. So hopefully one of them comes through. How are you, Brayden? I am good as well. Uh, it's very similar update because I, Eve and I are living together. <laughs> so um, For all of you on the podcast who, who listened to our podcast, who thought that he hated me, he did move in with me. So now... No matter what he says, no matter how annoyed he acts, we do live together. Yeah. <laughs> so. I, I have now been roommates with both the people on this podcast. Wow. This is crazy. That is um, crazy. It's been good. I started a new, a new job this week Woo. and it's going really well. I'm really loving it, um, which I'm sure is refreshing for you all to hear from the complaining about 
working at Cinemark that I did all summer. But now I'm working a real adult job and being a real adult in an apartment. Cinemark is right around the corner from us and the movie theater that we go to, though. So it, it haunts you. Yeah, it will always be forever. there. So. That's funny. That's very funny. With that, welcome back to Return to Camp Half-Blood. This week, we are discussing the Trials of Apollo, the Dark Prophecy, chapters 29 through 32, through the theme of absolution. Ava, <gasps> would you like to surmise? <laughs> would you like to? Like, she has a choice. Yeah, no, it's not optional, but I thought I would phrase it in a kind way. Right, yeah. So, Oh my god. Okay, so <laughs> Georgina is there and they're talking at the way station about like is Georgina actually a d- one of Apollo's daughters question mark are they related whatever they spend a lot of time talking about that and um then um uh they meet um this um um deity that Apollo had not known before his name's uh Alojime I think and Apollo's like damn are you single and he's like no. Um, and then the heir of Dodona is like saying the funniest shit ever. And Leo and Calypso are like, we actually might want to go to high school and like stay at the way station together. And I'm doing so poorly. Um, oh my God, I have five seconds. And um, that's about it, I think. And then something else happens, but I am not going to get there. Yeah, you are out of time. <laughs> okay, that felt extra fast this time. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the biggest thing is, you kind of just got like the last four pages of like the games. yeah. I mean, yeah. It what yeah, happens yeah. In the last chapter is, I mean, they're in the car. He gets pulled over. I guess there were a lot of like yeah, small Leo, little things. Leo that stole a car for sure. Leo Leo stole car. The car. I just was um, not about to be able to summarize all of the Yale stuff. So I was like, yeah. I, I don't. Yeah. The Yale stuff was interesting, but real side side quest there yeah and then they yeah, drink the water like, endangered animals <laughs> yeah mm. making a commentary on endangered animals yeah so no. you know what songs music 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 what song is that i don't know uh is that four four minutes madonna and justin timberlake is that music music I didn't know that was a song. Oh, yeah. I don't think so. It's a Madonna song, I think. Oh. Okay. Oh, it's music, music, oh, yeah. come together. Yeah. What song <laughs> is, oh, is that the Brit- one with Britney? I think it's oh, just wait. Like- I actually know that. Oh, it is Madonna. It's just, it ju- it's just Madonna. Why did I think it was her and someone else? What's the Madonna and Britney song? Me against the music is Madonna and Britney. But that I don't know. is what I was talking about. Music, yeah. music. <laughs> against the music. It's me Much the different music tone. And me. <laughs> Madonna. All those all three of those songs do sound very similar they though. They do. I think all music at the time kind of sounds yeah. like that. So, the you know. 2000s were not an ex- extremely creative era when it came to music. Yeah, pretty okay. pretty basic. They were all bangers, so it's fine. Yeah. What songs do we have that actually relate to what we're doing, though? 
It doesn't uh, relate. Oh, wait, what were you saying? Oh, I was going to say mine, but if, if you're ready to go, you're ready to go. Go for it, Raiden. <laughs> uh, mine is Cassiopeia by Bacon <gasps> Trees. I knew it was um, Because it is about the the joy of, like, living life and going on a journey, but, like, not both not knowing really what you're doing. Yeah. And that reminded me of Leo and Calypso. Yeah. yeah. Oh. It's like, <laughs> like that. The like refrain is like be a- being ignorant together, chasing Cassiopeia. And I was like, yeah, I love that. Ouch. <laughs> Ouch. Well, taking that theme and completely um, making it sadder, um, <laughs> my, the archer. <laughs> Ooh. Was, Mostly uh, because I've been listening to it a lot, which like maybe my. Are you? I do, it's such a good song like I haven't been like like rotating it like every day but like I have like just been appreciating how good of a song it is and I feel like it's it's everyone in this whole series but it's really Calypso and I felt like it was like oh. just a good way to like like this kind of seems like the close of her um arc for this book even though we do have a good amount of chapters left so maybe something else will happen but like this decision seems to be like a good close of this arc that she's had of like not knowing how to cope with all of the changes that yeah. happened. Um, and I think that I wanted to get this song in for her before we maybe don't see her for oh, the rest of this book, kind of. Just yeah. this felt like a closing. So I, I feel like, like I have to I give feel this, like I have to give this song to Clipso before we might not see her, you know. I feel like we might get one more like we're obviously they're like oh we have to go on this mission so we won't be able to protect the way station they're obviously gonna come back before that battle yes over. like yeah. this feels so clear to me um and i feel like we'll get like one like big magic moment yeah from her but like that, i feel like that's, that wouldn't uh, that's fit. it yeah. yeah exactly and that wouldn't fit this song so this song just has to get in there for her beforehand that's fair See, I, this week, I had absolutely no reason for my song choice um, because I think my brain like broke um, somehow and I have absolutely no idea what to make of these chapters. I very much enjoyed reading them, but like, I have no idea what to make of them. Um, And so I chose (laughs) Midnight Train to Georgia because somehow it felt right. I just feel like Emmy and Joe would love that song. They probably would. You're right. Yeah. That was the only inspo, though. It feels like a, a song that everyone in the way station, like, late at night after hanging like out. Like, making after dinner. dinner. And, yeah. Ah, yeah. On that midnight train to Georgia. Living on that midnight train. What were our favorite parts of these chapters? Well, this is where I get my sass moment from. So, spoiler, I guess. But I think the era of Dodona maybe had her best chapters here. So funny. So funny. I would agree. Was really on it. I, I was really enjoying the whole Apollo flirting section. Yeah. And then that just ends in when he's like, oh, and I have a girlfriend. And then Apollo's like, 
damn. damn. And it just like walks away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was good too. He's just like, hi. Hi, I'm Apollo. <laughs> you. Oh, you have a girlfriend? Bye. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. It, it was very funny how like rejection didn't, or like the non success of that pursuit didn't really like affect. It's him. a little, but he it, was, it like, was like, damn it. The way that he was like sad, he was just like, oh, well, I would have gotten there. Yeah. You know? <laughs> um, I. I thought these chapters were so interesting, just like the the domesticity of like them them all doing chores when this like impending battle is coming. Yeah. I thought that was very sweet. I also like in these set of chapters for some reason realized like when they were talking about how like the demigods they had rescued from the prison like had been at the way station before. I was like, this actually fills a hole that when I was a child reading the original series, I was like, what if they can't get to the East Coast? Are they just fucking yeah. dead? Like, like what happened? And we got the and we found out the West Coast. Yeah. But like America. Like, America. Like, what do they do if they just can't make it to either of those places? And now it makes sense. They go here. Yeah. Um, and like still, there's still a lot of American. Yeah. We, like the thing we failed to consider, especially because the first book, they go cross-country incredibly quickly. <laughs> How hard it is. To get around America. No, literally. It's big. Build more trains. I know. Build <laughs> more trains. It's moment to talk about how we should build more yes. trains. Yes. But anyway. Improve the public transit system. Literally. Real. Um, but like that just like filled in a little. I was like, oh, what, what a good way to fill in a plot hole that I've been wondering about since I was like 10. Yeah. Like what happens if they can't make it to Long Island? Like Long Island's pretty far in the Northeast. And the, the thing that I do think is nice about the way it works here is it implies there may be other things like that. Yeah. About that, like, the way station is kind of maybe, like, one of these places that Artemis is set up. And I also like that the whole thing is, like, Artemis been working overtime behind everyone else's back. <laughs> yeah. Setting up uh, social services for demigods. <laughs> Literally. Of so course she did. Oh, for this group. oh, my God. That's so true. Um, But, yeah, it, it was... I don't know why that, like section of the chapters just made me realize like oh my god this makes so much sense now um but the whole the whole overall moment was sweet yeah yeah it was another set of chapters that was like real mishmash exactly yes. i was like i don't know what we to do with my brain we were like, i i couldn't synthesize any of the information um but i really also liked the little bit about the piano lessons where Meg was like, could you? Yes, that was so sweet. Oh. And, <laughs> and he goes, and Apollo goes, and I realized that she was asking me, not telling me. And I was like, oh, like I had to go. It was so sweet. It was very cute. No, I, I loved it. I love getting even more development with their relationship and really cementing the big brother, little sister thing and making it textual yeah. I think was really important and yeah. I think really helped because that's easy that they have such that dynamic and then just naming it I think yeah. I really enjoyed that it was so sweet yeah do we want to take a break and then come back to talk about our theme yeah sure yeah. Mm. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All right. Absolution. What do we think? I mean, let's go to the first place. Obviously, the Tiercy's. This is fascinating to me. Yeah. Very interesting. And I, I really like this plot line. Yeah, I think it's cool. Do you want to... Okay, actually, <laughs> I'm gonna... I'm gonna stop... I'm not gonna say anything for a second because I just keep imagining the Tizzy says this specific actor, but I have to find... I don't know what his name is, so I have to find him. Anyways, I think it's really interesting how we, we've never really gotten this plot line before in any of these books, the, like, redeemed villain. Like, we've had, we've had, like, sympathetic villains here and there. And, like, Luke, I guess, redeems himself at the end. That's different. Not really, though. Yeah, and also, like, moments. Yeah, like, that's, like, yeah, and he dies. But we've never had the, like, this is such a trope in genre storytelling that this these books have never really dived into. So yeah. I'll be really disappointed if Lit doesn't stick around into the next book and like longer and like actually have a like relationship develop with Apollo. Yeah. Because I'm so interested in what that means. Yeah. I agree. It's this actor, by the way. His name is Drew Starkey. From Outer Banks. If you have all watched Outer Banks, he plays Wraith. I don't know why. Every time that man opens his mouth in this book, I'm like, it's this actor. Um, but anyways. <laughs> no, Lit is hotter than that. Oh, I so, forgot that he's canonically so really think he's canonically hot. Yeah, but some people really think I'm not like he's, he's, not, like, he's super he's cute. Hot. That's oh, like okay. that boy is cute. Okay. He is not hot. Hot. <laughs> I don't know who I I can picture Lit. I don't even know if I have a like if there's touchstone. a touchstone. The I don't know why it really just maybe it's the Outer Banks character, but the Outer Banks character is fully evil, like does not get a redemption, <laughs> like murders people. So I think that it's not that. <laughs> I don't know why he just so much reminds me of like it's this actor. But anyways, um, yeah, I think it's interesting that we've never fully had, and it would be like, oh, it would just be disappointing if this doesn't like flesh into a bigger thing. Or if it, like, backfires. Like, that'd be so boring. Because, like, 
I would honestly want to hear more like of Blitz's experience and like the like turmoil he's yes because he like he came back to life. He's this demigod, son of Midas. He has an interesting backstory. He's an out of time person too, kind of like Calypso and Apollo. And I feel like they have a lot to talk about there. Yeah. And if he just goes back to being evil, that'll be sad. I figured out, I know what I'm, I know who I think Lit looks like. Give me a minute. Let me figure out his name. Um, Y'all remember the Disney XD show Kicking It? Of course I remember Kicking It. Of course. What's the actor's name? Yeah. Oh, Leo Howard. You're so right. Oh. Jack from Kicking It. Stop. Oh That's my exactly God. That's exactly what he looks like. You can fight me on this. Like, especially like oh. him, him older. Yeah. He was also in other stuff. Sort of. Let me, let me see if I have another reference touch point for people who aren't our specific age because. Kicking it was was very much on yeah. exactly for our time. Um, he was in G.I. Joe Rise of the Cobra in 2009 as Young Snake Eyes. I don't think that's anyone's touch point for him. He was in something where he was like, was weird. He was in something. <laughs> I'm sure. No, like I, he was in in something new that I was like, oh, this is weird that you're here. I can't remember what that is. Oh well, probably not that important, frankly. Um, just sometimes those old Disney actors show up on shows, and you're like, what is going on here? Yeah. Oh well, he was in Why Woman Kill. Oh wow! Yeah. Oh, Legacies. He was on Legacies. TikTok. He was on Legacies, which is the show that I did not watch, but mm-hmm. was aware. Of. That show is all over TikTok. I really want to buy Women Kill. It looks good. It does. It's TikTok fucking, uh, wants everyone to watch it. They uploaded clip every single day to TikTok. What's her name? The actress. She looks kind of like Melanie Linsky, but isn't. She's really specific eyes. She's in everything. She's a character actress. She's in Why Women Kill. She's like the lead of Why Women Kill. Jennifer Goodwin? No. Lucy Liu? Nope. The the last one. Allison Tolman. Oh, okay. Oh. You yeah. know her from yeah. being in everything. Oh my god, I didn't know Lana Perea was in this. What the fuck? That's so cool. I love her. My Once Upon a Time era. Oh my god, Miss Annabeth herself is in this? Alexandra Daddario? Yes! Uh, what? Wow. I didn't know that. Alexandra Daddario has worked a lot more than I thought she did <laughs> when I found out in my adult life. Yeah, I know, she's booked and blessed. They're gonna use on New Girl? Oh my god, wait, Rachel Bay Jones is in this? What? What? It is like a stacked cast. Of people who don't work anywhere else. I was going to say, this is, yeah, no, this is stacked in a very specific way where it's like, like, what? You, I didn't even know you existed in the same universe as you. It was like, I guess this is the only thing Jennifer Goodwin and Lana Perea have done since. Once upon a time. time. (laughs) I know. And I'm sure those actors got money. Oh, yeah. That show was on forever. Yeah. 
Can we talk about how the fact that that show had spinoffs? That yeah. show supported spinoffs. Uh, Once Upon a Time in Wonderland. In Wonderland, yes. That is literally, I have never heard of it. Not oh. I was in deep. It was about Alice and like Aladdin for some reason. Yeah. Yeah. It only ran for what, two seasons? Maybe. Yeah. Maybe it made it past past <laughs> one. I watched all that content. I watched Once Upon a Time up through the end. Oh. And most people did not watch that last season. <laughs> I was so obsessed with it, but I did fall off before the last season because I was like, I this this is disappointing me so bad. It was weird. I actually don't even know if I finished the last season. Yeah, I made it up to like the last couple episodes. Oh well, it was a weird show. Um, weird show. Anyways, Jack from Kicking It is how I picture lit. <laughs> um, look up Leo Howard. You'll understand. Um, and that plot line is interesting. <laughs> Indeed it is. The even more interesting though, the conversation between Emmy and uh Apollo. No, actually so interesting. Real. I, I was I was kind of floored when she asked that. I know. Only because like I it makes so much sense for her concern to be like, oh, was this a punishment yeah. from you? Because I was like, why exactly are they so upset? And it makes so much sense, but I didn't, I didn't see it coming because I, I also don't have the perspective of a parent too. Yeah, and it felt that felt very real to me in a way that I wasn't expecting. In a way that was also kind of dark. Kind of. Oh I mean, God. like not kind of, but like in a way that felt much more serious and adult than these conversations normally get. In these books, yeah, textually, the subtext is always very, yeah, yeah. That's the whole point of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Where else do we see absolution? I hope it picked up you opening that seltzer. You know, it was just a small little. Um, no, that conversation was so such an interesting read just because like I also felt like Apollo's reaction to being asked that was like kind of surprisingly flippant not in a like super like he was obviously like I would never do that but then goes through all the ways of like I kind of get why you think I would do that yeah and seems to just dismiss and it's for comedic effect but I was like this is crazy to like roll through all of these things you did as like, you know, an immortal being that like had a very different mindset than the one that you're in right now. But like, I don't know. It was crazy to watch him just be like, well, I know that I've been a monster and punished people in crazier ways before. Well, I would never do but that. Do that to you. What do you mean? Like, that's crazy. Yeah. But it also makes sense in a way. Yeah. Just in like how we've, conceived of gods in this reality is like they have a very different concept of morality but they do have one yeah Mm -hmm. and it's very clear that they do have one because we're shown that there is we're told there is a difference between gods and monsters 
there are questions there, but like <laughs> seeing where the gods are drawing the lines is interesting. And and it seems very individual too between the gods too. Like there are clearly gods who are not above punishing children. Yeah. Yeah. And using children as pawns to affect other people. Yeah. So it was interesting. Yeah. I also think the we touched upon it earlier, the car scene and the piano stuff with with Meg and Apollo reads like an apology. It does. I agree. And it there's some forgiveness in Meg's asking and not ordering. That is really key. And I really, that's, I think, why I appreciated that scene so much. Yeah. And that's why it really feels like a sibling relationship because there's, they, they're not having this long conversation about like yeah. what happened, but they're like that active decision to move on and forgive felt really sibling-like to me. And also I really enjoyed it. It was very sweet. And yeah, I definitely saw like, like sibling relationships never have those, these like deep talks or anything. So that makes a lot of sense. Or at least they typically don't. Yeah. Unless things have gotten like, like crazy, crazy but like you, that. you're like, we don't need to like talk about this. Like, yeah. fine. Like I forgive you. You're like whatever. Gonna, you're just going to teach me piano. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Very sweet. Yeah. Any other specific thoughts about these chapters or do we want to jump to fast moments? I have to talk about the the endangered animals. Really oh cool. yeah, the endangered animals. Yeah. Anything to do with like forgiveness or anything. And it was not a favorite point, but it was something striking. It's something interesting. I guess you can kind of like they are just the fact that again, Artemis, Artemis is doing everything. Artemis is running the human services department of like godly affairs. Yeah. Um <laughs> is like, well, they're endangered. Because people are forgetting about them. So you yeah. can't kill them because they're respawning less. But they are monsters. It was so interesting. It was an interesting uh, continuation of hammering home the themes. Yeah. yeah. It just, I had to bring it up because it was just so funny to me. Not like funny, haha, funny, weird. Like, <laughs> it's just like, that's so interesting that like someone's paying attention yeah. to how often specific monsters are she's paying attention to a lot huh? literally how yeah. is she like how is she keeping all the balls in the air like this girl is single-handedly um, she is she's an icon yeah icon legends icon legend star um but i thought that was an interesting concept just because uh like i mean at any other point in the book uh, or any of these books they're like just kill these monsters immediately they have to get out of here and this is the first time that it's like maybe we're paying attention to like yeah. the eco godly ecosystem that's Ecos- happening yeah. around us Crazy. yeah especially because the rest of this book deals a lot with like animal abuse yeah and zoos yeah and those concepts yeah that like conservation mindset mm-hmm in opposition to Commodus and the the commodification of animals. Yeah. Sass moments. 
Oh, let's go. I have it right here. <laughs> I, have a, I have such a fear that you picked the same one I did. Oh, well, it's likely. Um, <laughs> alas, at present, my only advisor was stuck in the quiver on my back. Reluctantly, I pulled out the air of Dodona and set it on the table. The shaft of the air rattled against the table. Long hast thou kept me quivered. Verily, thy levels of stupid astound me. Have you ever wondered, I asked, why you have no friends? Untrue, said the arrow. Each branch of Dodona's sacred grove, each twig and root to all of these, I am most dear. Comedy! It's so good. <laughs> Untrue. Untrue. That, I, I also picked an Arrow of Dodona moment, but a different one. Word. Fantastic, I said. I don't suppose if, I, I mean, suppose your, your Wikipedia article has more information about these unkillable guardians. Thou dost jape like a japing japer. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. The second I read that, I went, oh, yep, there it is. That's my moment. That's, it's right there. That was me with Untrue. Because Untrue read like, um, I mean, we've all seen the Barbie movie. It read to me like Sublime. And I got really, I, very similar vibes. Untrue. <laughs> um, mine is a Leo moment. I forgot to screenshot the part before it. But basically, um, Calypso is like, yeah, of course, we're going to defend this place to the death. Leo raised his visor. Absolutely. Though I've already done the whole dying thing, so I'd prefer to fight to someone else's death. For instance, Commode Man's Leo Calypso Worm. Yeah, we're in. Leo's funny. He also did fucking die, which just, I kind of forgot. I think, yeah, we kind of moved on from him dying. It was a reminder, like, oh, you did die. And now you're back at it. No rest. Back at it again with the death. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Who are her offerings for? I gotta go with Artemis. Yeah, we, that makes sense. She is sustaining entire departments. She's keeping it pushing. Of the government on her own. Yeah. Calypso. I don't know. Yeah. She was just... Okay. I had so much sympathy for her these chapters. Now that you said that, I will go with Emmy. Yeah. So that was my debate. But now we're here. But now we're here. And then who doth we be voting off? <laughs> I should have given my offering to the arrow, but Calypso deserves it. <laughs> Um, I did particularly. Terrible. I know this is hard. I feel like when in doubt, go Nero. Yeah, but like he was wasn't really relevant. He wasn't relevant I, at all. I just they got it. pulled over, so I'm just gonna go a cab and vote off cops. That's funny. Um. Humidity. Ugh, Brielle. They probably have to deal with it too. I almost feel like I should double (laughs) also about humidity. It's been brutal. It's so fucking rough. It's so humid where we live. (laughs) 
fall. It needs to be fall. It needs to be fall. It does need to be fall. I'll also do humidity, actually. You're gonna switch to humidity. Just because no one's no one's really doing bad. Like yeah. particularly. Yeah. Fair enough. Oop, I almost made it 12 votes off for humidity. Appropriate. I mean, Rick didn't do great. They were a little disjointed, but he's it wasn't worth a vote off. Yeah, no, yeah. Well, with that out of the way, I guess that's all we have for you this week. Join us next week where we will be discussing chapters 33 through 36. Make sure to follow us on social media. We are at Return to Camp on every platform that matters. And we also have a coffee account and a Redbubble store and a website, www.returntocamp.com. Bye. Thanks. Goodbye. 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 Have a good night. <laughs> Have a cool. <laughs> no one understands why. <laughs> <laughs>